0: On the evening of December 10, 1513, a man could be seen walking on the road leading to a small country manor at Sant'Andrea, in Percussina, six miles from the city of Florence. One could clearly hear the commotion coming from the nearby inn, where the former secretary of the Florentine Republic, Niccolo Machiavelli, had loafed around for hours playing cards and backgammon with some of the locals. He had done the same practically every day, ever since he had voluntarily left Florence the previous spring for the politically safer environment of Sant'Andrea. Gambling with the country folk could be enjoyable, allowing him to keep his mind from his present woes, even when, as often happened, the playing sessions ended in insult matches over as little as a penny, and it was said that the inhabitants of San Casciano, three miles away, could hear the shouting. As he approached his home, Machiavelli could see in the fading light the distant silhouette of the great dome of Florence's cathedral, one of the architectural masterpieces of all time. Little more than a year before, he had been a powerful player in Florence's politics, the man who handled some of the Republic's most important affairs with adroitness and skill. The return to power of the Medici family had brought his career to a crashing halt, and the goddess Fortune had turned her back on him. Ousted from his job and under suspicion by the new regime for his association with the old one, the once influential Niccolo had been implicated in an anti-Medici plot, arrested and tortured. The painful effects of the Strapado still lingered in his mind, and he dared not return to Florence before things quieted down a bit. Once back in the city he inevitably would come into contact with his former colleagues in the Republican government, a potentially dangerous situation since the Medici regime was always ready to link such social gatherings with plots against the ruling family. Luckily, and despite his forced exile in the country, he still managed to keep in touch with current Florentine events from the couriers and travelers who every day passed Sant'Andrea on their road south. At the right moment he would return to Florence, but not before finishing a certain task, which he hoped would make him carry favor with the Medici. He entered the house and went to his private chamber— The everyday clothes were dusty and dirty after a day passed walking through the fields and sitting on greasy tavern furniture, not the right garments for meeting certain people, those who every evening waited to receive him in a manner that befitted his status and intellect. Carefully donning his curial robes, Niccolo sat at his writing desk. He did not feel alone, for in that same room he perceived the presence of the great men of antiquity, He often imagined having conversations with them, listening carefully to their courteous replies to his many questions. They were a constant source of inspiration while he sat composing the work that he intended to dedicate to Giuliano de' Medici, Pope Leo X's brother. He glanced at the notes scattered all over the table before picking up his pen. The ancients had possessed unrivaled wisdom, but more recent authors could also be useful— Well, the great-uncle of that friar certainly understood how states functioned, a pity that his relative had turned out to be so troublesome. The letters Niccolo had exchanged over the years with his friend Francesco Vettori could be distilled and added to the text, and he held high hopes of benefiting from Vettori's closeness with the Medici. As for personal experience, it could only add cachet to the work, showing the chosen reader how wasteful it would be not to employ such a valuable person as the author. He dipped his pen into the inkwell and started to fill in the blank sheets of paper. Now he needed just six more weeks to finish writing his book, De Principatibus, before presenting it to Florence's new rulers.